0: Yes, yes, welcome to another episode of Conversations of the Heart. It is your boy t Uh Appreciate y'all for rocking with me. Man, what a time. Today we're going to have uh, my guy Jay Wesley, a.k.a. Writer His Wrongs. And uh, yeah, you know, um, we're going to get into a lot of good conversation. Um, with him and uh, you know definitely wanted to uh, you know appreciate everybody's support Um, it's going to be a good conversation man Um, we're going to be getting into a lot of just different conversations about you know just not limiting yourself and uh, I see my guys here right now so I'm just going to go ahead and uh, you know tap him in real quick hope y'all like the new layout New year, new things. All right, I think he's here. Nelly, what's up, my brother?
1: Yo, I definitely jumped in the wrong live. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a live. Yo. I saw a live open. I jumped on Instagram. Was in such a rush, and i was like, wait, this is not this is Man. Not I jumped all of the, I jumped all the way in someone else's life. That's that's how you get it started, right? Yeah, <laughs> that, is, that is exactly how you get it started, bro. Oh uh, man, good. how you doing, bro? Listen, I'm good, man. I'm sorry. I'm like doing a mad dash. I got off of work late, then I tried to run errands, and then I was like huffing and puffing just to to make it here on time because you know I'm, I'm I'm really strong on punctuality. So, but yeah, uh, listen, Yeah, man.
0: yeah. Yo, we here, man. First of all, I just want to appreciate you, bro appreciate you for doing this, bro. Um, I know we talked about doing something together for a long time. A long um, time. I didn't think that it would be this, um, but, yo, I, I definitely appreciate it, man. Um, so for everybody who doesn't know, which I don't know who doesn't know, but it's my man Jay Wesley, man, uh, oh, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right his wrongs. Um, you know, uh, he is, you know, an entrepreneur, an, an author, a poet, a curator, um, he's definitely um a thought leader, somebody that I look to, man, uh for inspiration, man. So I, I just wanted to just say, man, I appreciate you for doing this and I appreciate you for just being the guy you are, being the man you are. Um we need more like you, brother, so definitely appreciate it, man. Um he's actually the CEO of the Jay Wesley Collection. Uh, thank you for, which is thank amazing. you for having me. Yes, sir. Um and author, the author, uh from 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 Heartbreaks to Love Notes. So if you're looking for a book, please go check that out. It's absolutely amazing. I have it,
1: so you need to have it too. Bye hey man, book. listen, bro. Bye yo, listen, man. man. Listen. Yeah, yeah. Hey. You support. You support. I
0: yeah,
1: you, yo,
0: yo. You my guy, yeah, you man. Support. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I definitely appreciate it, man. So I kind of just definitely wanted to just talk to you, man, because um, you're you're somebody that's like I said, that I definitely look to for inspiration and somebody that um, um, has a lot a lot to say. And a lot of thought-provoking things to, to, to say. Um, yeah. And you also have a podcast. So, just tell the people about your podcast, too. Sure.
1: I just started a podcast in October called Crooked Halo Crew. And I came up with the name or the idea of it because a lot of us, like, strive to be good. I think we're good at heart. But we make mistakes, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, on the stairway to heaven, some are going to get up there and um, some are going to score 100%. I'm okay with a 75. So that's what my crooked yellow crew, <laughs> the 75, <laughs> the 75% is at making their way to heaven, you know, so, yep. but it's a, it's a super cool podcast. Seriously. Cause we mm-hmm. talk about flaws. We talk about imperfections. I call it the light in the middle of the tunnel. So for those mm. that are kind of going through a rocky or a dark place, it's a perfect podcast. Like you're not alone. Sometimes when we're going through our you know, our darkest moments, we think we're, we're on our own island, but there's a whole bunch of us out there, man. So it's just good to know that you have a crew to support, a leading voice, mm-hmm. and I'm inviting more and more guests in along the way. And you realize a, right. lot, a lot of us have crooked halos, and it's okay.
0: Man, that's, the, and, and that's super dope, man. And and where can they catch this podcast?
1: Sure. It's um, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and some of those affiliates. Mm-hmm. But those are the three main ones.
0: Dope. I I know you poured something, so I I poured something too, bro. Cheers, bro. <laughs>
1: cheers. I, I,
0: I'm not as classy, but I got the red cup. Man, cheers, cheers bro. Cheers.
1: Uh, <laughs> my drink isn't that classy, but listen. <laughs> so, um, so
0: let's talk about self doubt. You know, I know me and you have had private conversations just, just, just about yeah. you know just certain things surrounding self doubt, um, and how to overcome certain things. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, man. You know, I think it was no, what three years ago. And now you have a podcast. Me and you have podcasts now, right? <laughs> yeah. Um
1: and, and who would have
0: thought and we both talked about things that um plagued us, you know. For for me, it was, you know, speaking in public and things like that, and and, and you hearing your own voice and certain things like that, mm-hmm. man. So tell me one, how did you start your podcast? Um and did you believe that you would ever have a podcast? <sighs> All
1: right. I'm gonna answer this the second question first. No. Yeah. I mm-hmm. Many people came to me with the idea of starting a podcast, but those that know me know I really don't like Spotlight. Um, Mm -hmm. A fun fact, I hate, I'm not going to say I hate because, you know, we got to love ourselves, but I am not Mm -hmm. always the most fond of my voice. So me, Mm -hmm. me starting a podcast, like I had to overcome a lot of fears just to do that, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. When you're talking about self-doubt, one of my favorite quotes is, feel the fear and do it anyway. That is like one of my favorite quotes, and sometimes I've just realized along this journey of entrepreneurship, um, being professional, and just navigating daily activities. Sometimes you have to do it scared, period. Yeah. And so I did the podcast episode one scared. I did episode two scared, but then you realize in time it's not as scary. And so like now yeah. I just I just aired episode ten, and yeah. hopefully by the grace of God. I'll be on episode forty, episode fifty at the end of the year. Um,
0: I think you will. Mm-hmm. Um, because like when I started this show, um, man, I was so nervous. It's like you about my first episode. Um, because you want to hit numbers, you want to see the followers, like you want to see the viewership and things like that. And I was so nervous about it. And I didn't get at the first show. I didn't really get the numbers that I was looking for, to be honest with you. And I was just. I saw that, and I was just like, man, you know, maybe this isn't something that I should be doing, yeah. right? And what happened to me was there was a I got a DM after the show you know, from a, a young lady saying you know, wow, like, you know, because I had somebody on who was, you know, an engineer, she was a woman, engineer somebody of color, and she mm-hmm. owned 2 nonprofits. and she was like, yo, I was so inspired and she yeah. was like 15, and she's like I was so inspired by that, I didn't even know women could be engineers like mm-hmm. that and be successful
1: mm-hmm. and I
0: was like you know it's not about the numbers it's not about any of that yeah. it's about reaching out it's about reaching that one person yeah you know what i'm saying and changing their whole life and changing their whole perspective um so i could definitely appreciate that um so with that being said so what's your opinion about kind of just stepping out of your comfort zone
1: <laughs> i think <laughs> my opinion on stepping out of it i think everyone should experience it um uh, mm-hmm. I think on the other side of your comfort zone is another side, is a another side of freedom that you wouldn't have even noticed, known existed. Um, I think it's dope. I think you'll learn a lot more about yourself mm-hmm. in the process. It is nerve wracking, but it's mm-hmm. like it's, you know what it reminds me of? Um, working out, right? And working out is usually very uncomfortable, but most of the time, unless you injured yourself, no one at the end regrets that workout. <laughs> everything mm. leading to the workout like oh i don't really want to go to the gym blah 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 blah. you're doing your reps you're doing your reps so at the end of the day you're like i accomplished that and the same thing happens when you step outside of your comfort zone like mm. you have to climb the wall you got to kind of crawl through the bushes but when you look back you're like i did that and mm. those that have started a business those that have passion projects those that do diy projects at home all the steps leading to the result it's not easy but when you look back you are like that's mine you can take ownership of that right and then so when you take when you step outside of your comfort zone you get to take ownership of yourself and there are levels so sure. we have there are levels to us and so that's why i really push people i don't like force them but i'm just like there's another side of there are, there are so many layers to you if you get out of the rat race. If you kind of take a step back and try new things and experience new things, you'll just find out so much more about yourself. And that's another reason I love traveling because traveling does the same thing.
0: Yeah, that that's very true, man. You know, and sometimes your purpose, you know, for, for me, I had a big fear and you know this, of, of public speaking, mm-hmm. you know, and because one, I had a speech impediment and mm-hmm. that was really bad growing up. But when I felt that my purpose was was actually geared towards inspiring others, being there for others, helping and being a voice, that's the thing that propelled me to kind of go out of my comfort zone to overcome those things. Right. And I think that like, like, that's something for me um, that I believe can, can help uh, somebody really just overcome kind of just just the fears, right. Of, of, of the comfort zone, you know, and everything to me, especially when it comes to success, lies outside of your, of your comfort zone. Yeah. You know, I think... Um, and that's something that, as a people, that's, that's that's something that we really should talk about a lot more because we always think that we have to fit in this box that either that we put ourselves in or that we put other people in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's something that, um, for us, in order to be successful, we have to go out, outside of our comfort zone. think really do- find...
1: Yeah. No, no, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: No, I would just say, and just finding something that inspires us to go outside of our comfort zone.
1: But And when you're outside of your comfort zone, especially when you're in the public eye, I think what most people are afraid of is being vulnerable, right? Because now mm-hmm. you're out. Like, that's the thing about being being an artist. Art is cool. We do it for the right reasons. But once your art is out there, now there's a platform for criticism. And that's what scares a lot of us. That's the fear. It's not mm-hmm. that we can't produce <laughs> Is how is Mm -hmm. the public going to react to us? And then we fall into this habit and it's, you know, social media is a gift and a curse, right? Because we start to uh, equate our skill level with the amount of likes that we have. And that's Mm -hmm. not the case. It's not the case at all. You'd be surprised how many people are liking you without pressing the button. You'd be surprised how many people are inspired by you that hasn't sent the message, but we stop. And there's a saying, like most success, like CEOs will say, 99% 99% of the public stop right, They 99% of the public stopped right before they're about to hit success. Like they're right mm. there and they turn around because they didn't dig a little bit deeper, but you're not, the thing about it, you have to know why you started,
0: right? Right. Like
1: when I started my page, I was at zero, zero, just like everyone else, zero, zero. And they're, 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 I wanted to quit multiple times. I've gotten talked out of quitting actually i t- i talked to you this week where if it wasn't yeah. for me agreeing to do this podcast i was thinking about shutting down the page for a little bit right, right. um right. it it's it's normal even successful people or you those you deem successful still navigate the same emotions it's not easy because you're being vulnerable and i don't know about you but to those that are empaths out there we feel <sighs> differently we feel mm-hmm the comments, we feel the energy, like me hearing stories, I feel that. So oftentimes like, you know, this quarantine really allowed me to be by myself and Uh I've learned now how to kind of step back and recharge because of Uh like my, my, like my page isn't like sunshine and roses and like, I'll talk about some really dark, some deep stuff. Right. But that's how you heal. You got to, you got to recognize the scar. But in the process, I get drained. And so I really kind of wanted to take a step back from this. But then this podcast, I mean, not this podcast, this IG Live was scheduled. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to break that promise. But I told you, I was like, maybe God made me agree to that before because God knew that I was going to want to quit, but I'm not going to break the promise. And here we are. And who we don't even know who's being um, inspired by this interview. By the way, That's, before, and, before you drink, can we drink again? I mean, before you talk, can we drink again?
0: Yes, sir. Yes, it is.
1: To those out there, please have a sip with us. Yeah, I'm, making man. This, I'm making this kind of like a crooked halo podcast.
0: <laughs> hey, listen, man. I love collaboration, and I think that was the biggest thing. Um, one of the dopest things ab- about you. I'm just gonna brag on you for a little bit. Was when I first met you. Um, you know, you were so willing and 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 open. You know, to have just conversation, dialogue, and offer, you know what I'm saying? You know, hey, listen, yo, if you need anything, you know, let me know. Because I know that you're, like, you're writing, you're doing certain things, and I've been there. Like, if you need anything, just, just let me know. And I've always been the person to do that. So when somebody was, like, somebody like you was like, yo, like, yo, if you need anything, just let me know. And I was just like, damn, man, that's dope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we need to see more of that, especially in our communities, um, so that we can build each other up.
1: They don't know, so you and I met outside of Instagram. We met in our, yeah. in our professional space. But my yeah. thing is, I always, you look like me. You you <laughs> look like me, so there's no mm-hmm. competition there. Like, I'm not competing uh-huh. with you. I'm trying to be my brother's keeper. If I can help you ascend, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. I'm not here to hold you back. There's enough of us mm-hmm. doing that, unfortunately. I'm not gonna be one of them. So when you came and we had those those conversations, it was spirit and spirit, brother and brother, just having a conversation. And look, four or five years later, later, here we are, you know?
0: Right. And doing the things, some of the things that we talked about doing that we that we were both afraid of doing, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Like that we yes. both had discussions about. Um, because there were times that I can tell you, I would have never done this like this whole IG live thing and, and me having this conversation and dialogue and being open and vulnerable, never in my life, because like what you said, I was afraid of what people were going to say about mm-hmm. me, me having a speech impediment and me going through the motions of that and how that gave me anxiety and all types of things growing up. Mm-hmm. I would have never been able to do this. Right. Um, but now here we are, you yeah. know, um, and actually we actually met before our professional spaces. Um, I think it was a book, um, uh, was Alex's book uh, signed? It? I think it was. No, um, I think it was,
1: I think yeah, that's Pierre Genti, my boy Pierre. Yeah, 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 yeah Pierre.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah, and that's where we actually first met. Okay. And then I know that, and were in our professional spaces, I was like, wait a second, we we're in the same boardroom. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's the craziest thing, and that goes to show you, like, you never know, like, this world is so small, and you never know when you're going to connect with somebody
1: again. And that's why you don't do people dirty. <laughs> I, yep. I, I I relish in the fact that I don't really have to watch my back where I go. Because I have done, if, if something, if you do wrong to me, it's out of jealousy or hate or something malicious, but it's not because of something I did to you, you know? So right. you never know where you, the same people you meet on the way up and the same people you meet on the on the way down, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so I'm glad I met you at that level and here we are.
0: Yeah, man, definitely. So you mentioned something that, that's really dear to me, Um, that's vulnerability. You know, um, on the back of this sweatshirt, is, you know, it's pretty much says, you know, uh, communication, vulnerability, and expression is power. Right? And that's something that has always been dear to me. And, you know, me and you have been vulnerable with each other just, just about just the things that we struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, but vulnerability to me is the gateway, is another gateway to success. You know, because vulnerability will uh, allow you to, number one, forgive others, forgive yourself and just a pathway to move forward in life, right? So when you're writing, I noticed something about you is that you're definitely vulnerable. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and as a man, like, how does you navigate that part of your life and that part of yourself? Because I wanted that part of me too in my writings and to be vulnerable too. But but what is you, like, how was your process with being vulnerable?
1: It, it, was, a, it was a tedious process, to be honest with you. Um, before... I would put my art out there but you would never see a picture because it was all about the words and I was protecting myself right and backstory you know I'm from Brooklyn New York my family I was the first generation born I'm born in America but my family is from Jamaica and so and I can't say I came grew up in a household where you fall and everyone is like lovey-dovey and stuff like that they show love through action and protection and care right and mm-hmm. so that's how I grew up and so like I was all my life I was walking this path and then words took me right and it was very uncomfortable and so I protected myself hence why I started calling you know myself Jay Wesley right it's still my identity people don't know that where I got the Jay Wesley it's actually still my name but that was my that was my cloak in a sense and I started putting words mm. out there and continued to put words out there and then in time I realized I had to marry the two. And so there was this marriage. And uh, in time, you also realize that you're vulnerable, you're only, um, what is it? You're only fragile because you make yourself fragile. Like even when I'm vulnerable, there's still power here, right? Uh But I was Uh my worst enemy. Like I was my worst critic because we'll put our art out there and be like, what if it goes wrong? But when do you put your art out there and say this is what they're going to love about it. But I was Uh making myself vulnerable and in time I stopped doing that, like in time I was just like, listen, this is here to help. This is here to heal. This is here to inspire. There you go. And so even though I'm still vulnerable, I'm still, I'm channeling the power and not Uh the fear through my vulnerability. And that just, Uh and that process took time. And that's not tied to likes. That's not tied to comments. That's tied to purpose, period. Because if you mm. don't have the purpose and if you're not doing it for the right reason, you're always going to step off the horse, period. Mm-hmm. Because the likes are going to waver. Instagram is a big hater, right? Like the algorithm mm-hmm. yeah. is real. And you'll start to say, oh my God, the people don't love me. The people, blah, blah. It, it may not be that, but why are you here? Know who you are mm. before you walk through the door. And I think mm. that's the important part. And so, and listen, like, Walk through the door, carry your vulnerability with you, carry your fears with you, but also carry your strengths and everything that's good about you with you. And that's what people are gonna love. And so that's mm-hmm. what I am learning to do. I'm not saying that I'm fully there, but I'm also helping others carry that with them. And that's why I love mm-hmm. Crooked Halo crew. Because we like here? This is what this is what's fucked up about me. Take it or leave it. You took yeah. it, all right, let's go, you know, and that's why I love Crooked Halo Podcast. Because we're not trying to hide that, like we're we're mm. not flaunting it, but we're not trying to hide that either. Come as you are. All right, we're here. Now what, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah. Man, that's
0: man, that's super dope. And I think you know a, a lot of times with certain people, you know, and, and this and, and this could be just social media, friends, family. This this applies to everybody. You know, I like a lot of people who are obsessed with your past. You know, they're obsessed with, you know, just who it is that you used to be, the mistakes that you've made and things like that. And to me, you know, I've always said that, like, you know, just old things don't bring me new, don't bring me new joy. You know, like that was my, like, that was my past. And if you're so in love with, with my past, then you can't even get to see who I am today and honor who I am today and be the man that I am today. And you can't see how far I've come because you're obsessed with, the mistakes or the things that you've seen before me yeah you know um it's just crazy how the one social media can always remind you of your past but then so can your people yeah friends you know family just certain people well used to be like this well listen you know that's who I was but appreciate how far I've come to today and honor that you know I'm saying so man that's that's super dope so you're big on expression you know, you express a lot in your words, <laughs> am, right? I so,
1: am I? I think so. Oh, I no, guess. I
0: think I, I think through words. I think right. through words. That that's a form of expression. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm just I'm kind of I'm <laughs> kind of kidding
0: with you. Nah, kind of, yeah, kind of. Um, but to me, you know, between your book and just your, you know, like your post, you're very, you know, expressive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so what inspires you? Where do you get the inspiration from?
1: Uh, how much do we have an hour to do this? Actually, we might I, have a little more. I listen, no, um, <laughs> no I, to be honest with you, I draw it. I draw it from so many different, so many different avenues. Uh, what inspires me? Like, I'm big on. I've I've always been a fixer, right? Like, I've me always too. been a fixer, yeah. and so, and I. So what? inspired me at first was I got tired of the same narrative men ain't shit women do this blah 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 Mm. blah and once again it's people that look like one another's having those conversations and I got tired of it because it's not that we're so different we behave and we communicate differently and it often causes this friction and confusion right and so I was just like what can I do to fix this? Like, how can I do my part? And so mm-hmm. I started writing. But if you notice, the words aren't, she believed in clouds and because she was a cloud, that means she flew to, <laughs> it wasn't. Because that's uh, yeah. out there. That is so, mm-hmm. right? It was, <laughs> yeah. more, it was more of an expression. It was more of an expression. Uh, an, an expression, a canvas. But when women were reading it, They're like, I feel these words, but wait, it's coming from a man, right? And when men were reading it, like, I feel these words, there's someone like me. So if women are hearing these words and they can relate to it. And men are also reading these words and feeling these words and they can relate to it. It's now creating a bridge. And that's what I always say in my interviews. I was trying to create a bridge so we could figure out how to communicate better. And so that mm. was my initial inspiration. Then I went mm. through my own personal story with love, like, and my trials and tribulations and heading one in one direction and completely having to take a U-turn. And so mm-hmm. my the same expression I used to help and heal people saved me and became mm. my lifeboat and it became my therapy because I had mm-hmm. to, I'm a Pisces, so this is very difficult, but, Take mm-hmm. my own advice, right? And right. I had to read my words. And and so what I did and I took all that emotion and just started throwing it into words. But then when you start realizing that there's beauty and pain, the mm-hmm. world is your oyster because we're never going to stop hurting. We want to stop hurting. And that's why people get hurt even more because they think mm-hmm. they're immune to it. And that's not, you know, that's not how we're supposed to live. Not saying that you're supposed to get hurt every day, you know, but dark is what the absence of light, right? And so you need uh-huh. to recognize what's going wrong to understand and treasure what is going right. So that became my inspiration. And someone said it best, they told me, they said, Jay, what you're doing, you're, you're helping, you're carrying and helping wounded soldiers. And uh-huh. so my page is really to help uplift those that are kind of going through the struggle. And if I get you uh-huh. to the end and you leave, you know, be on your way, be happy. But mm. there's never going to be a shortage of people going through going through heartbreak. There's never going to be a shortage of people just having difficulty navigating their emotions. And, you know, I had imposter syndrome for a minute because I'm like, if I can do it, anyone can do it. But through my writing, through the feedback, they're like, you have the ability to say what I'm thinking. And mm. we often have difficulty v- vocalizing what we're thinking in our head. And so I'm just like a conduit, right? Or I'm just some form of a channel to help people get in contact or help people read their thoughts, Mm -hmm. even though I didn't hear Mm -hmm. them say it themselves.
0: Right. Man, you said a lot there.
1: Yo, Um, I'm trying not to be so much of a talker, man. (laughs) Nah, man. man.
0: Nah, we need this, brother. We need this, bro. So, like, when you said that people hurt every day, so the biggest thing, you know, for me, I'm, you know, just as far as just mental health and wellness, I think, you know, us, especially as a community, we grieve every day. Um, I think people may view grief as just death, you know, death of a, somebody that they love. But no, we we grieve the things we see on television. We grieve the things that we we lose our job. We, we grieve that, like we see things every day and we're, I feel like we're always in a state, you know, of mourning something, right? And, And I'm just going to read this. Um, The World Health Organization defines mental health as a state of well-being in which every individual realizes his or her own potential, can cope with normal stresses of life, can work productively and fruitfully, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. Mm -hmm. Now, to me, this is just my opinion, but this doesn't apply to the black community. This doesn't apply to the black and brown community, because for us... We don't deal with the normal stresses of life. When I get out and I drive my car, I have to worry about, man, am I going to get home okay?
1: Yeah.
0: And that's a real thing. It's a real thing. Right? And I, and, and that's something that is absolutely real to yeah. us. Yeah. And a, a lot of us are born in the red when it comes to mental health because of things with with our parents. Right? We're born already in certain circumstances that we're not allowed to even say that man, like we have complete mental health and we're okay because a lot of us don't even realize our own potential. A lot of us can't cope with the normal stresses of life because the normal stresses of life for us is different from other people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And so, you know, I think when it comes to being productive, like it, it says, you know, can work productively and truthfully, a lot of us having a struggle and a hard time working productively and fruitfully every single yeah. day because of everything that we have going against us and and i believe in unpacking you know our trauma especially at an early age and you know for us men i know sometimes that's a little bit difficult right um for various different reasons um, for 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 various different reasons and you know i know for me i like to journal i like to write i like to write things down um but what about you? Like what do you like to do to kind of kind of get your mental health in the right space um and unpack your traumas? What are the things that you like to do? I like to write and you know, I go to therapy. That's just me. Um but what do you like to do? <laughs> Cheers to that.
1: <laughs> you drink until the voices go away. Now I'm just joking. I I am I, I, no, I am I'm kidding. And No, and I'm glad that you brought that up because it wasn't until, you know, I was attending a training because, you know, we work with youth. And so we were attending a training on mental health and I had no idea trauma was a part of mental health at that time. And Mm -hmm. so here we are receiving this training and I was like checking off all the boxes like, wait, I experienced this. Wait, I carried this, you know, I remember... The same thing with you. Like, every time, like, I, if I if get when I get in the car, I used to wonder, not so much anymore, but I used to wonder what's going to happen. Because I've had cops pull their guns on me twice in my entire mm-hmm. lifetime for mis, mis, mistaken identity, right? And I had wrote this quote. Actually, I never even published it. It was saying, to be black in America means to get guns drawn on you on Sunday and still show up to work on Monday. Because that's exactly what happened to me. And I showed up to work on time, did my work, but no one would have known on Flatbush Avenue. I had eight cops, eight police officers. They cut off in front of my car, they cut off the back and they had their guns drawn on me because they thought I was someone. They thought I was someone else. And so when you're mm-hmm. talking about mental health and trauma, we, we experienced that, right? And so what do mm-hmm. I do? One, I protect my orbit. And one thing I learned is to really surround myself with just positive people, right? Mm-hmm. I went, Yeah, you know, I, I had an experience one time and it was actually, I went to a psychic. I was drinking one day. My friend, could, um, I don't do clubs, actually talked me into going to a psychic. And
0: mm-hmm. that's another
1: conversation. But w- the first thing she said, she said, your third eye is extremely drained. She said that your problem is that you want, you always want to see the good in people. You don't always see them for who they are. And ever since I heard that, I kind uh-huh. of just, I, it, it 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 changed my trajectory with who I associate myself with because energy uh-huh. energy matters so so one thing I do is I make sure I surround myself with positive people that get me and are committed to my betterment that's number uh-huh. one like my circle has to have those solid pieces right you know they said they could tell a lot about the person by the five closest people they surround themselves with i'm I'm uh-huh. good on that because. I know that energy and I know who they are. So I do things that bring me joy, right? I write. Even though I go to a dark place, like that brings me joy. I'm a quarantine plant dad. I like plants. I went from 20 plant, mm-hmm. two plants to 20 plus plants, right? That brings yeah. me joy. So what I've done is I, I've surrounded myself with people and activities that bring me joy or they're therapeutic in their own special way and that's uh. why i like plants because plants are therapy because you can learn about a lot about people by nurturing plants because they have different personalities you just can't water them they don't all have the same water um requirements they don't all have the same light requirements so it forces you to be patient and to study mm. right and so in my therapy i do all of those things and then i also stay committed to my betterment and my growth so i'm now i'm reading i'm learning from other people but i'm also always reflecting on how can i improve on the on the areas that i messed up and i continue to try new things hence the podcast Uh hence becoming a business owner hence still writing and you know carrying carrying this page but all of those things essentially the one commonality is that they just bring me joy and so really? for my therapy, if it doesn't make me happy, it doesn't belong, period. Mm. And so, and mm. I am, I've grown to the point where, you know how older people don't have that much of a filter, right? you like, yeah. how, does, <laughs> yeah. how do they get like that? I'm getting there. You Cause you understand when you realize the value of the second, you don't have time to waste, right? And so uh. if you don't bring me joy, if you're not highlighting my life and putting me or pushing me forward, then you're holding me back, then you gotta go. And it's nothing personal, but you have to understand that there are people here for a lifetime and there are people here for seasons and it's okay. Mm -hmm. If you were just here for a season, so be it, cool. I'm not gonna talk about you. Your secrets are safe with me, but I got a plan. I have a direction to move forward to and I need to get there. And me holding myself back because we still carry our trauma, it's still there. You still remember it like like yesterday, that's already there. I don't need any additional baggage. Like I need to be as free of, as free of weight as possible to get to where I need to get to
0: mm. and I, and that's powerful, and you know I think that when it comes to you know because you know you've worked with the youth, you work with the youth, I've worked with the youth, and to see how much trauma they carry at such a young age, it's ridiculous a lot of people man. carrying, it's ridiculous you know these 16 year olds are carrying ten years worth of trauma, um and they have nowhere to put it, mm-hmm. you know because I believe that there's a stigma. You know, as far as mental health, as far as, you know, anxiety, depression, um, a lot of that comes from society. You know, they, you know, they they, they might say, you know, you're on medication, you're doing this, you're doing that. Like, for me, and even in the church, it's like, and, you know, I'm a Christian, whatever the case is. But also, I do believe the church has done a disservice, you know, to the community, especially in acknowledging mental health. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because it's like everything is, hey, just go ahead and pray about it. You're going to be okay. And it's like, wait a second, no if I have a broken bone, you're going to just tell me to pray about it or are you going to send me to the doctor? Yeah. No, you're going to send me to the doctor. But you're telling me to pray on this thing as far as my, my mental health because you don't know how to deal with it.
1: Yeah. See,
0: so, you know, that's the difference. You don't know how to deal with the things that I'm going through and the struggles that I have, you know, internally, you know, um, that I deal with. And I think that's the thing. Like, like, in our community, we've got to do a better job of acknowledging that mental health is a real problem. Trauma is a real problem. Like, where, like, how can we, especially from our youth, because you know we're already, you know, older, right? But like, yeah. how can we get our youth to start unpacking these these things early, these situations early, the trauma early? Um, and how can we get their parents to also get a, to to go along with that as well, because they need a safe space. And I think conversations like this, you know, where we have two 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 black men here, um, being completely vulnerable talking about trauma. And saying that, that that's okay to do that. You know, yeah. and I, I think, you know, and that's why, and that's one of the reasons why I'll say I appreciate you doing this because, you know, when young people see this, young men see this, young girls see this, they'll say, you know what, man, like these two guys were sitting here talking about trauma like like it's nothing. You know, Um, and we need more of these type of conversations, open dialogue conversations um, yeah. between us.
1: One thing working with youth and even with adults, what's important is exposure. And they need to be exposed to role models. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about it. I remember I one day I remember going to speak to a new a new cohort, right? And mm-hmm. it it broke my heart where after I, I spoke to them and let them know this is what I expect from you. I care about you, so I'm gonna call you out on your bullshit. But mm-hmm. it's gonna be sincere and with love, right? Right. And right. I had a nice open, transparent dialogue with them. And one young man got up and he was in front of the entire group and he was like, I want to thank you because you're the first positive Black man that I've seen in my, like, and he was being serious. He's like, I've never seen anyone look like, and look and dress like you that came to speak to me. And he was about 23 years old. So uh-huh. in 23 years of his life, there was no one around to give him that conversation and that's the problem in the space where they need us the most is often where we're not and they need to be exposed mm-hmm. to listening ears that can relate to them but also guide them or um, along the right path my LB is on on this live right now and and that's why I give so many so much credit to those that are in social work right the 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 sometimes invisible soldiers right because they yeah. are carrying the workload and doing good for communities that need it, and no one talks about them, even though they're always constantly they're, they're constantly on the forefront of change right and so but we need to figure out a way to expose them, and you know social media in that sense is a godsend because you have the ability to hit a massive audience at the press uh, at the touch of a button. but I think mm-hmm. we just need more people that know what the fuck they're talking about too. Right, like, like we don't need people that call them experts because they're self-proclaimed experts. You need people right. that really understand it, that can help di- just diagnose and prescribe and help others, Right, because they need to be exposed to positive people, just like and adults require the same. Because we have a lot that we still need to, we still need <sighs> to learn and navigate through.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, representation, of course, matters. But being present really matters too, you mm-hmm. know, especially when it comes to the youth. And I think why I got involved with, you know, uh, working with the youth is because, you know, I've seen, I've seen my father, um, you know, when, when when I was younger, like he was like the neighborhood father, right? And like he would pick up kids, from, he would pick me up and then take kids, my friends, and take them to, you know, basketball practice and things like that. And for me, at, the, at that age, I didn't really care. Like, I was just like, oh, that's just my dad. That, that's just what he does, right? It wasn't until I got older, when I was, like, 20-something years old, where my friends were like, you know, T, like, your pops? Like, like he staved me from, like, le- legit going into the streets because he would pick me up mm-hmm. from basketball. He would he would take me to and from basketball practice, make sure that I, I made it to and from the door. Like, and he would make sure that we would – And I was just like, yeah, but that was normal for me. At the time, I didn't really, you know, being young, you don't really care about that stuff. You just go go on about your business. But, you know, even speaking to these guys today and how they raised now, now these guys have kids. And they're like, see, like, my father was never there. But your pops showed me the way. And I want to be present like that for somebody else's kids, too. And I was like, and, you know, as I got older, I was like, man, like, That inspired, like, that type of stuff inspired me to want to be there for the youth because you don't have to be somebody's father but you can be, you know, somebody's, you know, hey, listen, I'm here for you. And that could change their whole trajectory of their life. And you don't even know it. Yeah, Like, my pops, you know, know, he died in 2016, God rest his soul, by the end of the day. I don't even know if he really understood the impact that he had on a lot of people, especially the youth. Um, and, and and how that can actually galvanize them to, to say, you know what, I'm inspired now to do the same thing for other, for, for other people and for the and for the young folks. Yeah. Um, and that's why I started working with the youth, you know, because I don't have to have kids, to, you know, kids of my own to really to make an impact and to make a difference. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, people like yourself, you know, uh, um, is definitely needed. People like your in ch-
1: and your pops, yeah. Though, man, like when you talk mm-hmm. about it, takes a it takes a village that's exactly the example that should be set, right? Mm-hmm. They're not, they, he, you know, your friends weren't there, that your blood, you know, they weren't his blood sons, but he yeah. treated them as such, right? And mm-hmm. that's what we're supposed to do. And I think we've lost that sense of community. And until we get that back, we're, gonna, we're going to continue to be fractured in so many ways because we're not holding each other responsible. We're not being delicate with the care of other people. And if you don't, right, like, they, you know, what's that saying, the proverb, like, the kid that's not embraced by the village would burn it down to um, feel its warmth, something like that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's absolutely true, you know? And so, you know, like, I'm just doing my part, right? Like, my goal is to lead the world better than I found it. I'm not mm-hmm. perfect. Don't put me on uh, this pedestal because I am not the one, right? But um, bro. I I just try to be intentional with my words and how I treat people and such. And your pastor is an example. God rest his soul, you know. Like, and that's it's passed on in you, like you know, like you're mm-hmm. exemplifying that. Now we just need more people like that.
0: Mm-hmm. So you know, let's you know transition into you are a writer, mm-hmm. you know, um. That's something that that you know. I'll say, I'll say. I'm not gonna have you say it, but I'll say. I think you're, you know, like you're an expert at what it is that you, that you do. Um. So for people like myself or uh, other people who are aspiring writers and we're always writing, and I remember I, I I hit you up one day and I was like, yo, I'm writing so much and I keep erasing. Everything I write, <laughs> um, to try to make it this, this perfect thing, um, and you was like, "Man, that's so normal." And I was like, "Really?" Because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it's normal. Um, so, tell us me a little bit about writer's block. Like being a writer, um, that's a real man. I hit a wall. I hit walls. Like I was like, "Man, like I hit left, right, back, front." I'm like, "Yo, I can't even write." Like, mm-hmm. how did like how do you overcome like writer's block? There's no such thing as writer's block. Ooh, okay. There's Talk to no me such, about that.
1: There's no such thing as um, writer's block. So it's perspective matters too, right? Mm-hmm. If you've written words on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. if you've drawn letters on the wall, you're a writer. And I remember approaching a published author that was on television. I'm not going to say their names, their mm-hmm. name, but I was like, hey, I'm an aspiring writer looking to publish this you know publish my book and he was like first of all you're not an aspiring writer you are a writer take that out of mm-hmm. your, take that out of your um your language now you are a writer so number 1 you're not aspiring you are a writer and mm. when i dropped so i dropped out of grad school to become a writer
0: <laughs> and
1: right. and i signed up for this this creative writing course right after though because i'm you don't have to go to school you know and get your degree to be successful but you have to educate yourself and i'm a big mm-hmm. champion for people educating themselves and i remember mm-hmm. in my creative writing creative writing class the professor told me there's no such thing as writer's block and i was like get out of here like hold my beer right yeah. And, <laughs> yeah and she says there is no such thing as writer's block because if you really want to write about the wall right now like what 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 kind of phone do you have I'm asking you something. Like, well, yeah, Oh, gonna, oh yeah. Samsung. So Samsung. I have a Samsung, right? My Samsung is black. My Samsung is not better than iPhone. My blah blah... I'm just joking, right? But, <laughs> but you just... You, so you supposedly had writer's block, but you just wrote words, right? The thing with writer's block is we're not hitting the home run when we want to hit the home run. And it's not oh. necessarily what we want to talk about or it's mm. not the voice that we want to hear at the moment. So we wrap it around writer's block but there's no such thing but that's why free rights are so important because the more you start writing about your samsung i have a samsung my samsung was this but you know what my samsung wasn't working but you know what i haven't been working correctly blah 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 and you'll be surprised the more you write it starts to trickle into what you want to talk about right but Mm. guess what remember i told you about ceos and talk about success and how we stop before success what do most Uh of us do we chalk it up to writer's block and we uh-huh. start writing, right? Uh-huh. Write about that wall next time. Write about your day. Write about the light. And, like, and I remember one of my favorite exercises was we just read, we read a series of first drafts. And when you read the first draft and you compared it to the final draft, two completely different, uh-huh. um, two completely different versions, right? Everyone is so dead set on hitting the home run we all need to have the first draft it's never going to be perfect and so that's why i tell people stop getting stop blocking your blessings stop getting in your own way just do it like and i had this conversation with you just write. Mm -hmm. if you look like i saw a picture of the simpsons back in 1980 something when it aired and what it looks Mm -hmm. like now bart simpson doesn't look remotely the same neither will <laughs> your book neither will your book mm-hmm. but unless you put it out on paper and you start getting go from page two to four from four to eight from eight to 30 you you're not even you're taking yourself out the game and you can't even play them you mm-hmm. have nothing to you have nothing to edit because there's nothing down on paper and you're one of the 99 mm-hmm. percent that stop and cop cap their own blessings, right so to those that are listening to those that are, are writing and Or to those that are artists, there's no such thing as the block. That's us getting in our own way, period. Like, it's okay. The home run feels great. That's ego. That's bravado. Boom, I hit the home run. Grand grand slam, even better, right? But there's Uh nothing wrong with the single. There's nothing wrong with Uh getting the other fellow player to third base, right? Like, Uh there there are levels to it. And we have to stop getting the habit because we have this – show-improve mentality for social media, too. But social media uh-huh. is just nothing but everyone's highlight reel anyway. And so yeah. everyone, everyone is so afraid to be themselves because they're afraid that their norm won't be accepted. And we just need mm-hmm. to start stepping away from that. And if you feel the need to prove yourself to people, start to lead in the people you feel you have to prove yourself to because it uh-huh. trickles into how you behave. It trickles into your art and your passions and stuff like that. You know, that's why uh-huh. sometimes sometimes solitude is the best thing that can happen to you because it's you against you, right? You're uh, comparing yourself you to you. you. Like sometimes it's the best thing. But all that to say is like a lot of the blocks and obstacles that we have or we think we have, they're self-proclaimed. They don't even exist. And if you uh. knew, for example, that whatever you would have wrote, wrote, written on that paper was going to get a million likes, you would have written it and posted it because you knew, but we're not supposed to know. The process mm-hmm. is what teaches you, but we don't even give ourselves—we don't even give ourselves a chance to learn because we quit too quickly.
0: Nope. Mm-hmm. We, and that's true, because we don't take our time to really enjoy the process. The process is what's no. going to get you there, and, the process is
1: what humbles you. The yeah. process is what humbles you. Like everyone is on mm-hmm. shortcuts; everyone wants to do the shortcut. That's why when, when I see someone being boasted, blah 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 blah, you do you humble yourself. The process humbles you. the process makes you the people person. The process will make you relatable, like the shortcut mm-hmm. will never get you there. It just or you'll get there and then you'll fizzle out fast. The process is where mm-hmm. it's at you know and so I implore all of y'all to trust the process. It's not easy, but trust it.
0: You know, and, and, and that's true because it's like that even in whether it be physical fitness and right because we always see the, the, end, the end result. You know, I remember, and also we also hear the other stories. Like I remember when you know I used to watch you know certain things about Jay Z, and, and and they used to say, "Man, you Jay Jay Z just just did that this, this whole thing in one take, yeah, one take only." And and it's just like, man, like 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 you wanted to do that, you wanted to be that. It's just this one take mentality, right? But you know, that's that was him, right? For writing music and all those things, that, that was his thing. But in business, he wasn't one take, right? Like he owned different businesses that it took him, you know, a, you know, a couple of different, you know, venues of uh, venture, excuse me, to be successful, right? And but in writing, that was just one of the things that he was just that was mm-hmm. he was just nice at, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But and and for us, we could be like that too. There are certain things that we're all good at that we could just go boom, like it's done, like it's good. But then there are other things that's not going to be like that. It's yeah. just you know what. We got to go through this process, honor the process, embrace the process, mm-hmm. you know, um, as individuals um, so we can get so, so. And, and truthfully, once we get to that point in our lives, it's like, man, like, I went through all of this, look at everything that I've gotten through because if everything was easy, every, everybody would do it.
1: The other side right? of the comfort if, zone. Remember we were talking about that? I did. Yeah, that
0: comfort zone is crazy. I remember, like,
1: they're just saying it takes years to become an overnight success. Jay-Z is nice not because he was born to be nice. He's nice because he worked to be nice, right? And he was a late bloomer, too. He was a late bloomer, too, right? Uh And then his platform was a springboard to different rooms. And one thing, that's why I love looking and studying, Jay-Z, because you've seen Uh the growth and the transition, right? And Uh you have to learn the rules before you break the rules. And the process teaches you the foundation, the foundational skills before you can sit there and tweak it and make it your own you need to respect the art you need to learn the basics but you're only going to do that by trusting the process and then when you get to a certain point the world is your oyster like you can do whatever you want mm-hmm. but there is there are, once again there there are levels
0: there are there are levels man and i'm i'm glad that that you said that as far as just um and you said that openly about you know there is no such thing as as writer's block, yeah. man, because because I think people needed to hear that. You know, because people hit a wall, and that's exactly what they do. It's, you know, this is writer's block, man. I, I can't write today. Close up shop, and then that's it. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, no. There is no such thing as writer's block. Write something. You know, write and keep going. And, and, and you are, and that's the perfect thing that you said. You are a writer. yeah, an aspiring writer. If you write, then you are a writer. And that's a and that's one of the most amazing perspectives. You know what I'm saying? That I think that that you've just said is just because a lot of us don't give ourselves credit. And I don't mean in, in in an arrogant way. I just mean a lot of a lot of us don't feel like we should compliment ourselves until we get to the final result. Right? It's like I'm not going to say anything good until I actually achieve the goal. But no, along the way, you should say, you know what, man, I just wrote the hell out of that chapter or I just wrote the hell out of that, that little paragraph. Like, this is dope. I'm not saying that you got to sit in that, but give yourself credit. Like, you made something that that's really good and you've made progress. And I think a lot of us have a hard time honoring ourselves because we've been conditioned to feel like, you know what, you know, humble. Humble yourself, right? And there's a and, and there's a time and place to humble yourself, obviously. But it's okay to honor yourself too, and say, "Man, I did do a good job." Mm-hmm. Because if you're sitting waiting for somebody else to compliment you, a lot of times that's not going to happen. No. Like that's not going to happen. Like you have to.
1: to be... That's a message to all business owners and those starting a mm-hmm. business and those writing a book. Pl- you better learn to applaud yourself. Quickly. Have to quickly. Have
0: to, and I've. And that's something you know I could say, especially with last year, I had struggles with, and I had a friend kind of just snap me out of it. And, and they were like, You got a real problem with you know just, just complimenting yourself. Because in 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 business, right, if you don't realize the good things that you're doing, how can you how can you navigate that in business?
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Because if I ask and she was like, and I had a friend, she was like, Yo, if I ask you about oh, the good things you're doing. And and, and and you're like, oh, well, oh, yeah, you know, it's nothing, you know, it's this, it's not Thor, you know. She's like, is that the attitude that you're going to take to the boardroom? Is that the attitude that you're going to take when somebody can actually bring you from here to here? Is that what you're going to say? Oh, are you going to honor yourself and be like, no, nah, like, this is exactly what I'm doing. And and this is why because you have to have confidence in your process. Yeah. Not somebody else's process, but your process. It's
1: funny. I was having a conversation with my friend yesterday, and the the same topic came up. And I'll be honest with you, like I am guilty of being too humble when I walk in the room. Mm-hmm. Right? Being too humble and not always expressing myself vocally or commanding the attention that I, I should. And it's something mm-hmm. that I'm working on personally. So it's funny. It's funny that you said that because like you have to be your biggest cheerleader. You have to be confident in your confident in oneself before you walk mm-hmm. in because you're you you walk into these boardrooms and there are a bunch of piranhas just re- ready to feast on you. So you have to let them know like, I know I'm the b I'm the what's the great white, whatever shark that is.
0: George,
1: yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like listen, but you don't walk in there like the shark, you walk in there as Terrence but you let them know when through speech, through action, do you just knowing your stuff and they can't challenge that you're going to set your mm-hmm. standard. Right. And they're going to know that you're a mm-hmm. shark, but you have to right. believe that before you turn the doorknob and you walk in that room. And that's one mm. thing I'm working. That's one thing I'm personally walking on because um, it's really quickly, not to go off to topic, but what am I? What do you fear? Like, or what do I fear most right now? And, to be honest with you, one of the reasons why I was going to shut down the, um, the page for a little bit or I thought about it was I felt like I was losing my identity, pleasing other people. And I fear getting so lost that I don't recognize myself sometimes. You know, like, uh. I literally fear that. It's one of the things and you know, like <clears throat> it's a driving force because I know I can't get to where I want to if I don't tackle that. And so I just wanted to answer that question. But once again, like, it's still tied to what you were talking about, because your identity is very important. But a lot of us kind of have skewed views of ourselves. And so I think we need to kind of take a step back, reflect and and acknowledge who we are, gain a stronger sense of self, have the foundation. So when we walk into that boardroom, it's no nonsense. They're going to know who we are.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And that's so true because I remember I had a friend was like, yo, if you write a book, you're, you're trying to write a book and this and that, and you're so humble about it, why should we buy it? Like, you know, what is it about your book that's amazing, right? Like, and I was just like, damn, I was like, I mean, you know, you're right. She goes, you're so, and this was on me. And sometimes you got to be accept the criticism when, when it's, it's warranted. Yeah. Because for for me, I was living in the place of anything I did, I tried to minimize it. Yeah. Like if I went to go talk to a bunch of kids at St. John's University, I would say, oh man, you know, I just moved to the school, man. It's nothing. Yeah. Or I went to Pace University and talked to those peer school. Oh man, like, nah, man, you got this small thing. Don't worry about it. Like, let's move past it very quickly. And just and she's just like, So why would anybody hire you? Why would anybody buy your book? Why would they do this if you are the one that's gonna minimize You, why do do you keep minimizing your
1: accomplishments? I get that, too. I get that. I'm like, damn. But you know what, dude? (laughs) Buy that that book because it's me. Buy my product Mm -hmm. because it's me. Buy my product because I look like you. You understand the struggle that goes in, the work that goes into it. Buy it because of that. Like, why Mm -hmm. are you asking me questions? You never asked Gucci a question why you bought that Mm -hmm. bag. You never asked Michael Jordan a question why your sneakers cost so much money. Why are you asking me that question? And that is what gets me too. Because if you have a product, I've purchased products from a lot of people that never touch my book. Because Mm -hmm. I know what it feels like to create a product or a service. And that's why. Mm -hmm. Because I know what it's like because you're going to start doubting yourself because you didn't get a sale. So stop asking me the question. Like, that's going to be my question. Why are you asking me the question? Yes, I need to stop Mm -hmm. minimizing, but why am I surrounded by people that's not maximizing me? Right? Mm -hmm. Like, and Mm -hmm. so that's why, like, when I talk about protect your orbit, that's who I need to be surrounded by. Because my entire life growing up, I was yo, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? This is why I'm doing this, you know? So mm-hmm. that's my that's my two cents. It might have been a little bit passionate because I'm drinking the whiskey, but that's true because we and we I'm do. drinking whiskey too, sir. We do it though. That's the thing about <laughs> yeah. it. Because you're questioning the person uh-huh. that looks like you, but you're supporting the person that doesn't look like you ten uh-huh. times, tenfold. You never ask out audi why i should buy this car you never ask Uh nissan right but you're gonna ask Terrence Uh because i'm available to you no we need to cut that out we need to cut that out just buy the product to buy the product and if it sucks Uh it sucks then you offer me criticism you know what i'm saying (laughs) like then offer me criticism but support the cause like Uh and that's what we Uh need to get in the habit of just supporting one another and stop being so quick to question and judge one another we need to get out of the habit because we're the ones Uh that do that we're the culture that traumatize or glorifies our trauma. Let's break that cycle. Let's have those
0: conversations. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of that, um, especially when it comes to glorifying our trauma. But we're glor- but I feel like we glorify our trauma that we never unpacked.
1: That's true, too. It's <laughs> like too. we glorify
0: trauma that we haven't unpacked. It's just like these are things that we need to kind of move forward on. Um, man, we I just know went a lot. Out of time,
1: man. Yeah,
0: man. I mean, actually, uh, uh, you know, we're kind of good. But we had a conversation the other day. And it was about how do we, as far as engaging new audiences, finding new ways, you know, because like you mentioned earlier, um, the algorithms with Instagram and just certain things like that. Like, how do we navigate from kind of what is the norm as far as finding your audience, like Instagram is the way of finding your audience. That's the way to do it. Um, but how do we navigate that, you know, into something else and, and say, you know what, we got to find different ways um, of navigating and engaging your audience. You know, I, I think for me, um, it was taking this this platform and putting it on all of the audio platforms, you know, um, and doing that, you know, in YouTube and other. Places like that, but but where do we find just just new ways to engage our audience? Um, it, it It seems like that's a hard thing for everybody. I mean, we had clubhouse, everybody hops on that, you know, but that's not even for us. I mean that was not by somebody who looks like me or you, right, and we made that hot,
1: yeah,
0: right? you know what I mean, but what else? you know I like how I, do we really engage them?
1: I think we need to start using people like the way they use us. Right. And so use these platforms for what they are, but you have to have ownership of something. Right. You oh. like your website, you control. Right. So own your mm-hmm. domain name, own your website, have a, a channel to filter the audiences from these platforms to your website so you can kind of start monetizing that. Use Instagram doesn't care about you and I like that. Right. And the <laughs> algorithms prove it. Like they want you. To pump their pockets in order to get viewers, viewers. And but we know what that's like. So let's learn how to play the game. But also let's start supporting platforms and apps and social networks. I think you're the one that mentioned that Black Planet might be making a comeback the other day.
0: This month. Let's this know, month, apparently. Right? <laughs>
1: but we have to own ourselves. Because the thing about it, like if you're an Instagram celeb, the moment Instagram shuts down, you shut down. Right? And so the goal is to mon- use these platforms for what it's worth, but have something to direct them to that's yours. Like you will own your website. Mm. So make your website engaging to the point that, you know what, rather than me logging on to Instagram to see Terrence, I would rather I would prefer to put www. and then come see you. And I think that's, that's a start. Education, if you're selling products. A lot of people keep thinking that Instagram is the way Supposedly, from what I've been told, that the highest conversion rate is actually Pinterest. If you want to get sales on products, a lot of people don't Ooh. know that, so they're pumping their money on Instagram. But Pinterest is where it's at. If you want to really, when you're talking about um turnover, to, um yeah. turnover ratio, etc., uh-huh. right? So having those conversations, Clubhouse is really cool, and I love Clubhouse only because there's a there's a lot of good. Solid free mm-hmm. information on yeah. on Clubhouse. Those boardrooms where we would have to pay or have to know someone to enter to hear what they have to say. You're getting that information for free, but use it for mm-hmm. what it use it for what it is. Learn and then implement. But you have to own your stuff. Like, and that's what I'm <laughs> going to tell people. If you're solely if you're solely connected to one platform, the day that platform changes its algorithm or the day that platform shuts down, you shut down, and that's not what you want. Utilize your emails, right? Like emails are data is golden, right? Some of the top out of the top ten companies, five of them don't even have into um, tangible products; they just have data, right? Mm. So your email list is very important. Who you can connect to—that's what people are paying tons of money for. So these are the things that you that that you have to know.
0: Mm. And that's and, and that's a word because a lot of people didn't know about Pinterest.
1: I mean, people knew about it. You know, they create
0: their boards on Pinterest and stuff like that, and and they search for things um, on Pinterest. But I'm not sure if if they knew as far as just, you know, purchasing and and revenue and things like that. Um, You know, it's better than Instagram. I
1: don't know if it's changed, but I know definitely last year it was up there. So. mm,
0: Jeez. You
1: know, it's funny, too, because think about it. When you hear Pinterest, you don't think about us, right? Right. And I remember what sucked professionally. I remember when I first entered the workforce, they were, it's sad. They say, you know, you know where the money is, where the black people are. Those <sighs> rooms where the black people weren't, that's where those hedge funds and stuff like that, you know mm-hmm. where the money is when you didn't really see us. And that's the thing that's happening on social media. Unfortunately, unfortunately now, and we have to change that. Like that has to change, but it's all about educating and also having the right information. I'm not saying that I'm entirely correct, but listen, we're no longer in the era of um, World Book and Britannica encyclopedias. We're one Google away, right? And so, we have all the information at our fingertips. But people, you're still asking me Google 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 um, questions that they can Google, right? And so, mm-hmm. like, we need to educate ourselves in order to ascend as well professionally. Like, we need to. It's important. Mm-hmm.
0: Man, listen, um, I'm gonna stop here because I, I think we have a lot left on the table that we could talk about. Um, mm-hmm. you know, if if you guys want a part two to this, put a cheers in the comment section. Um, but listen, bro, on a serious note, man, um, you know, definitely want to give you your flowers while you're here, bro. We salute you, man, because well, Thank I salute you. you, man, because um you're doing amazing things. Um, you know, you're an author, you know, you're a business man, you're an entrepreneur, um, you're a writer um, you're an educator with the youth too. And you're, and you're somebody who I consider, you know, a leader of the new school. So I just want to say, I salute you, bro. Anything you need from me, you already know, you got it. Um, and listen, man, please, everybody go check out the Jay Wesley collection. Uh, make a purchase, please. Check it out. Um, yeah, man, you please, please go make a purchase. It's amazing. Um, it's amazing. I mean, the mugs, the apparel, um, Stuff for your house, man. Um, and it's affordable. It's like I'm not, amazing.
1: To, I'm not trying to take advantage of people. I think it's affordable. You know, so. plug your ish, bro. <laughs> yeah. And if you haven't,
0: please get this book. Um, it's absolutely amazing. Get this book. Um, pick up some merchandise. Um, check out his page. Um, he's absolutely amazing. Doing Come. some amazing things.
1: Join uh, the Crooked Halo crew. Come join, on. More.
0: man. Crooked go, Halo go. crew, man. Shout, shout out to the Crooked, the Crooked Halo, Halo crew, crew, man. Out. It's cool. Um. Man, um, it's absolutely sub, sub subscribe to that on Spotify or wherever it is that you have podcast. Man, uh, we salute you, brother. Uh, we honor you today. We honor you every day, man. And I just want to say thank you for doing what you do brother, on I a daily basis, that.
1: brother. Man, thank you, bro. Go, no, but like, listen, honestly, thank you for creating a platform for guests like me to be a part of. Right, because you're inspiration, you're inspiring people near and far, and I'm also giving you your flowers. Thank you. For starting this, people don't understand, like, his backstory. We spoke about this years ago. Terrence had a a, a speech impediment, which was one of the reasons why he did not want to put himself or make himself public. And here he is having these weekly IG lives, having a pocket, like, doing all of these things. And so you're living, you're a testament right now, right? Like, you're what we're also trying, um, we're aspiring to be because you had a fear right in front of you and you leaped over it and you cleared it by a mile and you're continuing to do that. So please continue and keep up the great work, man.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you, bro. I'm looking forward to doing this round too, brother. I really think we need to
1: do it. Hey, listen, (laughs) I'll put out there in the universe. I'll put out there in the universe, man. I'm not going to tell you, you, no. You're No, I'm not going to tell you, no.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. Listen, bro. Listen. Thank you again. Not gonna take up too much more of, of your time. L- listen. Tell people where they can find you. Yeah. Um, give them all. Give them all your social media platforms and everything.
1: Ah, uh, you can find me in Brooklyn in the corner of Don't Walk and Walk. Um, <laughs> now, now You can find me on all social media platforms. Right, His Wrongs. Uh, my merch. My merch line is Jay Wesley Collection. I have the link to everything on Right His Wrongs. My podcast is called Crooked Halo Crew Podcast. We're still in our infancy. I'm still learning. I'm finding my voice, but I'm just trying to help and do my part. And it's amazing. Yeah, you can find me on all those platforms. From Heartbreaks to Love Notes, my first book. Working on the mm. second and third one. Working on what? it. Working on second
0: it. and third one. But I've been, I that like, been I've been saying that for like
1: four years, but <laughs> I, I really am working on it. Um, but yeah, just definitely support. And don't ask questions. Like, you can just support because I look like you. Or even if I don't look like you, you can still support because... We need it. And that's how that that helps to keep us going. And pay the light. Pay the ring light. Pay the ring light bills. Thank you. Playing the ring light bills. Everybody be dope.
0: You know what I'm saying? Be amazing. Be dope. Go out there, get you some gear, bro. You know what I'm saying? This brother is absolutely amazing. amazing. Everything, bro. My brother, I salute you always, man. Thank you again, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you.
1: you. Thank you for having me. This was a pleasure. Thank you. I'm glad, man. Yeah, appreciate you, brother. All right, man.
0: right, love. Wow, um, Listen, episode five, season two. My man, Jay Wesley, looking forward to doing round two. You, you can catch the rerun of this. It'll be on IG Live. It'll be on YouTube at Tell at, uh, Inspires. Um, it'll be on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Um, everywhere, man. Castbox, iHeartRadio.com. We are here. Man, listen, love y'all. I'll see y'all soon, man. Peace.